Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and today we are finishing the Tale of the Nightly Neighbors book. We're going to be covering the final chapter, chapter 19, and I'll probably give my thoughts on this whole experience um, and maybe what we have in store next. Who knows? But first, let's finish up this book. I'm excited to see what happens. Lex just exploded. <laughs> he got exploded by sunlight, and he just disgustingly just melted in front of Emma. It was hideous and disgusting. It's a kid, after all. Emma's like, all right, let's go check out the fam. They're trapped in the library, and hopefully they're not vampires still. And also, the bronze are still out there. I don't know where the hell, like, what happened to them, but we'll probably find out. So, um, this might not be all done for Emma yet. Let's find out what happens. Chapter 19. Emma was out of breath when she turned the corner and raced down Main Street, which led into town. She had run the entire way. Her sides ached and her legs felt as if she could give out at any second. Still, she pushed herself on. The sun had finally gone down for real this time, which meant that it was time for vampires to rise and shine. The library book had said that killing the master vampire would destroy the bloodline to its victims. But if destroying the master vampire didn't work, then soon the streets would be filled with vampires. Thirsty vampires. And from what Lex had said, Emma was the only victim remaining. Gasping for breath, Emma reached the library steps and collapsed. She gazed up at the imposing building. There were so many horrible things that had happened. The double front doors reflected the moonlight back into the empty street. I can't believe this, Emma thought. I've come this far. Now I'm afraid to go inside. It didn't matter. At the top of the stairs, the double doors to the library began to open. Emma was torn between running for her life and running inside to look for her family. She hurried to the side of the building and hid behind a large tree. From her vantage point, she could see the library doors as they, slow, as they slowly swung out into the night. People began to emerge from the big double doors. They appeared to be dazed as they stood and blinked in the bright moonlight. A few slowly descended the stairs, looking around in confusion. Emma observed them with a watchful eye. She was still ready to bolt at the slightest sign of danger. After all she had been through, it was almost too much for her to hope that the ordeal had come to an end. Suddenly, someone nudged her side, and Emma jumped, nearly letting out a scream. She whirled to face her attacker, prepared for the worst. But the intruder was none other than Turbo, her friendly canine protector. He wagged his tail and stared up at her with sad eyes. Emma released a nearly hysterical giggle and collapsed on the ground next to her friend, hugging the dog and stroking his soft golden coat. She remembered that she wasn't the only one in town who had escaped the vampire's curse. You scared the dickens out of me, you old beast, she scolded. The dog didn't seem to mind. He chastised. He... <laughs> the dog didn't seem to mind being chastised. He wagged his tail and began licking her face happily. He seemed to be as glad to have found her as she was to see him. Come on, boy, Emma told him. We have to be careful. See those people? They're the ones who are tried to hurt us last night. Now hush and watch. Okay. Turbo sat obediently beside the girl, as though he had understood her words. Emma turned her attention back to the people as they continued to exit the building. To her, they all looked like zombies from one of the Day-Day's old horror films. They walked slowly and stiffly, and no one spoke a word. Their skin took on an eerie pallor beneath the soft glow of the streetlights. As Emma watched, she began to recognize some of the faces as they emerged from the little from the library. She saw Mr. Mitchell and Miss Armbruster. Dr. Daniels and Miss Citrin were also among the, thro the throng of people. She even saw the burly delivery man who had dropped off the refrigerators at the bronze. 
so they could store extra blood for Lex. It seemed as if the entire town was pouring out of the library. Mr. Pariso stepped out next. Turbo immediately stood and directed his attention to his master. His ears perked up, and he sniffed at the air cautiously. He'll know, Emma realized. Turbo will know if they're vampires. He'll sense it. She turned to Turbo. Go on, boy, she commanded. That's your master. Go to him. Turbo took a few tentative steps towards the library, then stopped and looked back to Emma. Go on, Emma said encouragingly. Turbo turned back to the library. So she's okay with sacrificing this dog <laughs> to make sure that they aren't vampires. <sighs> Turbo turned his back to the library and looked up at Mr. Pariso. Mr. Pariso stood at the top of the stairs and gazed out over the scene in confusion. Like the others, he seemed to be in a strange fog. I hope I'm doing the right thing, Emma thought. She couldn't bear the thought of something bad happening to Turbo. Except he would just like, do it, go, now. He had helped her through a very scary night. Turbo stood at the bottom of the library steps, looking up at his master. His tail wagged limply, and a sad yet loving expression was in his eyes. Then Mr. Parisa looked down and saw his dog. Emma held her breath. Ever so slowly, a look of recognition crossed Mr. Pariso's face, and he smiled. Turbo? he called. That was all the dog needed. Like a shot from a cannon, Turbo raced up the stairs to his master, full of excitement and happiness. The big dog nearly knocked Mr. Pariso over as the two wrestled happily. Turbo licked his face so hard, he knocked the man's glasses off. All right! Emma shouted. She was now certain she had destroyed Lex in time to save everyone. As relief flooded through her, Emma came out from her hiding place behind the tree and walked closer to the building. She continued to scan the crowd as they passed her in a daze. As she got closer, Emma noticed that none of the people had the telltale bandages on their necks. There were no marks there either. The strange brawn disease was gone once and for all. Emma stood square in the center of the milling crowd, refusing to move. She examined each face as it emerged from the library, desperately looking for her family. After what seemed like a lifetime, she heard a familiar voice say, Yo, Em, what's going on? Emma shot a look to her right. There he was, on the top of the stairs, Day-Day, with Mom and Dad. They looked just as dazed as everyone else, but otherwise they seemed fine. Emma ran up the stairs to her family and threw her arms around them. Tears were streaming down her cheek. Her family, still confused, wasn't sure what all the fuss was about. They were slightly alarmed at Emma's emotional greeting. Miss Toll put her arms around Emma's shoulders. What is it, honey? She asked, she asked the girl. Why are you so upset? Emma looked at her family through tears of joy. I'll explain later, she told them. But right now, I think we should go home. Her mother and father nodded in agreement and turned towards their house. Day-Day and Emma fell in behind their parents. Emma put her arm around Day-Day's shoulders and gave him a hug. Emma could tell from his reaction that Day-Day was taken completely off guard by her show of affection. What happened, Em? he asked. Emma giggled and said, You know, David, it's really not so bad having a do-nothing brother after all. There could be a lot worse things to have to live with. She knew exactly what he was thinking. Is this my sister speaking? The sister who lives to give me grief? The one who loves to harass me and tell me what a zero I am every chance she gets? Why is she being so nice to me all of a sudden? She even called me David. Is she sick or what? Emma laughed at his surprised expression and said, I promise, from this day forward, I will never, ever call you a zero or a toad or any of those other names that tick you off so much. Cross my heart. Emma gave him another hug. Deja just shook his head and kept on walking. 
You feeling okay? He asked. You know something? Emma continued. I've got a humongous story to tell you. Every word of it's true. I know you think I get carried away, and you're, and you're right. Sometimes I do. But this time, I won't be making any of it up. Emma couldn't stop chattering. She was so happy and so relieved that everyone had turned out all right that her excitement bubbled over. Day-Day grinned and said, You'll never change, no matter what. As the tolls turned the corner into the street, Emma stopped dead in her tracks. She yanked on Day-Day's arm, forcing him to stop, too. The happy expression quickly left her face as she stared into the distance. A car was parked in front of the Braun's house. She had forgotten all about them. She Last time she saw them, Mrs. Braun was driving off to look for Mr. Braun. That was before she had destroyed Lex. As Emma watched, Mr. and Mrs. Braun emerged from the front door and hurried to the waiting vehicle. As they were about to enter it, they turned and spotted Emma. The two odd people stared at the girl, hatred glowing in their eyes. Emma could feel their evil even from a block away. Before Emma could react, they turned their backs and entered the car. The vehicle swiftly pulled away from the curb. It quickly picked up speed and rushed towards the highway that led out of town to parts unknown. Dady noticed Emma staring at the departing vehicle. Well, there you go. You're so-called vampires, Em. I guess they got tired of you bucking them and decided to move. Emma turned to her brother and looked at him sadly. David, she said. You don't know the half of it. And that's the end. That is the end of the Tale of the Nightly Neighbors, the book. But we do still have an epilogue, so let's get to that. Epilogue, the Midnight Society. No one in the town ever remembered what had happened to them during the time that they were under the vampire's spell. They all just assumed that they had been ill and were afraid to question it further, maybe for fear of finding out the truth. Emma told Day-Day the whole story, and they reached a truce. She said she wouldn't bug him about TV anymore if he'd go along with her adventures once in a while. Day-Day couldn't refuse her. As for the bronze, Emma thought about them often. She wondered if they had gone back to the Ukraine, or if they had found another child vampire and settled in a different town. She hoped she would never find out. That was one adventure she didn't want to be a part of. Well, that's my story. Did it give you the creeps? I hope so. Oh yes, there's one more thing to remember. It was the last line of the book Emma found in the library. It's a good thing to remember if you ever find yourself with new neighbors like Emma's. With ghosts and ghouls there are no rules, but a vampire's bite only comes at night. Until next time, pleasant dreams. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, and that is the end of the book, you guys. So I always, when I found out that they did a book about the nightly neighbors, I wondered why. And I guess I can see why. Somebody, Kathleen Derby, she must have watched the show and she she thought to herself, hey, this ending is garbage and I'm going to make it even better. And I think she did. Um... You know, overall, I'm glad that this book exists. Uh, I'm glad it expands the story because I think that's a lot of fun. And I wish other tales got this treatment. I think that'd be really cool. Um, you know, one for like laughing in the dark would be a lot of fun to see what happens with Zebo after the whole, you know, Josh giving back the nose or something like that. Uh, maybe expanding. Um, well, I don't know if I'd want to read super specs. That one would, would be kind of boring, but you know, I'd be I'd be cool with like a prequel to the Dark Music. That'd be awesome. Um, other books would be great. I know that there is another book later on, 
that covers an episode from another season that we haven't quite gotten to yet. And I will probably read that one for you guys as well. But now that we've concluded with the tale of the nightly neighbors, um, I'm not really quite sure what the next book is we're going to read, but I think we're going to have it as a Patreon exclusive. So if you're interested in that, um, if you would like to listen to the next, are you afraid of the dark book? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it is at a later time, but, uh, just get in on the, on the $5 a month silver goth tier. And I will upload those books for that tier and above. But for now, guys, thank you so much for listening with me through the tale of the nightly neighbors. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Emma's voice hurt my throat (laughs) quite a bit actually, but I'm excited to read the next one and see what voices I can come up with for the characters. Hopefully there's not so many that I just kind of forget and, you know, don't know what the hell I'm doing, but, but who knows? Oh man. But for now, you guys, I'm really tired. My throat, my throat hurts. I'm, I'm going to bed. I've been up all night. Thank you so much again, guys, for listening to me. And, uh, hopefully you'll listen to the next one. Bye you guys. Bye.